This, this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Danny Sarek and Brad Sham. And welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the, I guess this is the bi-week edition of the Cowboys Hour, isn't it? Because last week we were coming out of the Pittsburgh game, so this is coming out of the so we'll, Shall we call this the bi-week edition? Let's do it. Let's do that, because uh, I just did. Uh, we're <laughs> delighted to have all of you with us wherever you are, uh, wherever you're listening around the Dallas Cowboys radio network, uh, streaming on uh, DallasCowboys.com. And what a treat, and we thought, what what better a time than to uh, give all Cowboy fans a chance to get to know a little better a guy who gave them uh, a great, uh, exciting Sunday afternoon a week ago, quarterback Garrett Gilbert. I know you have just come off the practice field, like literally, and uh, so thanks for your time. Thanks for taking some time and sitting down with us tonight. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Um, you know, uh yeah, we're it, well. First of all, it's nice to nice to get back to practice and had a few days off off the bye week. We are not on our bye week. You guys are on bye week edition. We are yeah, um, no, on to the Vikings. But uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, nice to get back in the building, get going, and now nice to spend a little time with you guys. Now we're gonna we are going to uh, go through your career travel log because we've got a few a few minutes. It might take a while. Here. Okay, you know, I know I've got it. I believe me, I did a little homework actually. <laughs> but uh, there, I mentioned that to ask if when you have had. Uh, uh, even a few months exposure to Bill Belichick is the next thing automatically we're on to uh, the Vikings. That's, that's a, <laughs> uh, Bel- a Belichickism. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I, I, uh, I certainly learned a lot in my time up there um, uh, from him, obviously from Tom. Um, but yes, that's uh, that is that is definitely the mindset. Um, and uh, I know he's made that quote famous, but uh, he sort of lives it out on a daily and weekly basis up there. So. Garrett, I want to go back to the Pittsburgh game for a second, and and I am going to um, I'm going to risk offending the competitor in you to see if you can identify with um, the way a lot of Cowboy fans felt watching the game. The season's been what it is. Everyone knows we're not going to hide anything from anybody, and. Uh, Frankly, I don't think there was a Cowboy fan on earth who knew what to expect from you, except unless they were Texas or SMU fans, <laughs> then then they really only knew your name. And here you came and played this great poised game and looked very much in control. And I said to my broadcast partner, Babe Laufenberg, he looks like he's been doing it his whole life. He said, well, he has, which is, which is absolutely true. Uh, and, and so I wonder if there was... Not in the moment, because we we heard what you said afterwards, and and it was frustrating to lose at the end. But in retrospect, and taking the season kind of as a large, uh, taken as a whole with a W, can you see why some people felt like you almost that was almost a win to play the unbeaten Steelers and have you in the game and leading for so much of the game? Well. To to take it back to what you said at the beginning, right? We're all competitors here, and there's only one reason we play. Obviously, we love it, but we play to win, right? And and so, certainly, very frustrating not to get that that done. Um, 
that being said, we did a lot of good things. I think um, over the course of a 16-game season, regardless of what happens uh, two weeks ago, regardless what you have to sort of you take each game and you can build on it, right? You can build on things. You can you get rid of things, certainly, but you can build on things. And I feel like that offensively, certainly defensively, the defense played phenomenally. But, you know, as our unit, we, we did some really good things. Now, how do we... Uh, how do we improve upon that? How do we finish some of those drives and get them into the end zone and turn those threes into sevens? I mean, there's a lot that, uh, you know, there's a lot that we can build on here. Um, and I, and I do feel, I do feel good about that. And I think we all do as an offense. Um, but ultimately, as you said, we are competitors and we, you know, we, we're here to win. No one's going to wave a magic wand and bring uh, uh, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins uh, and Blake Jarwin back onto the field automatically, uh, let alone uh, Dak uh, or, or, or now, uh, you know, now you're having defensive losses. Uh, and everybody's, everybody's injured. Um, when you then look at the weekends, there's, and there's nobody in the NFL who after nine games wants to be two and seven. But when you look at the weekend's results and you realize that if you can do what you just said, Build on what you did in that game. Um, no one wants to hear it, but you can you can really have an interesting second half of the season and maybe still do some things. Do you did you see that? Did you sense that in practice at all today, or uh, if in the meeting you had on Wednesday, or anything like a- that? Absolutely. Um, you know, we 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 are what our record says we are, but at the same time, we have every opportunity to. Um, going forward, achieve everything that we want to. Um, we have every opportunity to uh, go win the division. And, and and the thing about that is we're not going to do it tomorrow. We're not going to do it this coming Sunday. We have to do it one day at a time and, and, and one game at a time, as cliche as that sounds. That's the most important thing for us right now is to continue to focus on, uh, you know, we don't get back to 500 this week if we beat the Vikings. You know, we have to do that one day at a time, one game at a time. Did you surprise yourself at all in the Pittsburgh game? How well you played? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I, I first and foremost, I have to give a lot of credit to our our offense as a whole, our, our well, our team as a whole, but our offense. You know, um, starting at the top with Kellen and um, and 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 Nuss and and the coaching staff getting me personally prepared to play um, as a new guy, and then offensively, the group uh, really did a ph- phenomenal job communicating with me all week long, getting me ready. Um, you know. Uh, little things like uh, how the cadence sounds, um, you know, how, how I sound at the line of scrimmage, how I sound calling the play, those things are all different. And so those guys have had to deal with a lot this year, have, having had four quarterbacks, um, you know, in the huddle at different, at different parts of the season. So um, all of those guys really did a great job, um, uh, you know, during the course of the week, helping to get, helping to get us ready to go play. And, uh, you know, I think that what we put on the field on Sunday, again, go back to losing sucks, but there's a lot to build on there. You have a lot of experience with not just NFL practices and uh, preparing for games, also starting, and we'll get to your background much later, but you knew going into that game that that was going to be your first NFL start. Were you having to battle any new butterflies or nerves that you hadn't felt before leading up to the game? There was... There was nothing 
new, but there were certainly like uh, uh, sort of familiar feelings from, you know, having, it, it's been a while. Yeah. But familiar feelings of, of those butterflies that you mentioned of getting ready to play for a game. Like I knew I was, you know, as prepared as I'd ever been to go play a football game. Um, but I think you're always going to fight or rather, you know, feel those butterflies, uh, leading up to kickoff. So, um, I don't want to say it was anything like unfamiliar, um, but at the same time, it had definitely been a while since I'd felt those things, and that was, you know, fairly exciting. Yeah, summer of nineteen in Orlando in the AAF, right? That was right. Yeah, that's correct. So Play, playing uh, for Steve Spurrier, for Steve's, for the old ball coach down <laughs> well, in Orlando, and yeah. And, but and were you not the leading passer in the league, such as it was? Uh, yeah. Um, on, uh, I was, yeah. The, I mean, uh, someone's got to be. You don't have to. No, that's for that's it, right? that's true. No, I, I was, and and we, uh, yeah, we 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 had some success throwing it around, uh, throwing it around the yard down there in Orlando. So I, I asked about that because of the question that Danny just asked you. I wonder if you felt more, uh, well, what that felt like because it's clearly it's not the NFL, but it's professional football, and it's another chance to be seen. But you really hadn't played very much in a while when you went to Orlando. Was that a little bit? Butterfly inducing? Certainly. I think um, if you go back to, to last spring, going into the AAF and the, the first game there, it had been, if my math is right, five years, five and a half years since I'd started a game. Um, so, and, yeah. And that would have been back to SMU, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, looking at a, at a long time there but in between starts, and obviously um, – yeah, there's definitely some uh, some uh, at that point maybe maybe some unfamiliar feelings. I mean, it's all it's all you're getting ready to play football. It's it's all the same, but uh, it had been much longer before my first Apollo's game than going into this last week. Now, again, it's every kid's dream to not play in the AAF but go start a game f- for an NFL team. So um, yeah, there's a little bit uh, there's a little bit different stage there for sure. Um, you were asked. Um during the week leading up to the Pittsburgh game, I'm going I'm to try to remember exactly uh, what you said about, um, you know, did you think at any point in the journey from after SMU that uh, you maybe had run out of chances? Uh, and, and you said, yeah, sure, once or twice, that, that kind of crosses your mind. So maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit. And the follow-up I have for that is, do you feel differently about it now after the game against Pittsburgh? Um. Well, I think so to to elaborate first, you know, there I spent I've spent two basically two full seasons out of football. So at some point you start to wonder if there's going to be I think that that doubt creeps into your mind a little bit about, well, am I going to get another shot? And I've been really fortunate that an opportunity in Carolina presented itself when Cam um uh hurt his hurt his shoulder after the 2016 season and I got to go and be basically uh, the the third quarterback in camp while Cam recovered, and then I got very fortunate that the AAF you know made a uh, made its debut um, in, in early 2019. But there were certainly times when I felt like, um, and I don't think it was a lack of uh, you know it, it certainly wasn't a lack of belief in myself. It was more of just at some point you know you don't. Most guys don't get to say when uh, when they get when they get done playing football. Most guys don't get to make that call. You know, it's 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 generally made for you. Um, and so that was uh, yeah. There were definitely some times where I felt that. I mean, I was you know I was I was about to take a full time job at SMU when the Panthers called. Um, and uh, and so coaching 
coaching, yes. I, I, I spent the year before as sort of a, a volunteer quality control type. And then um, spring of 2017, I was about to take a full-time job when uh, – when, when, when the Panthers called me up. So, um, yeah, absolutely. There were definitely some times when, uh, when, you know, I didn't know if there was going to be another shot. And as for how that's maybe changed, um, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've been able to really take time to reflect on that. I don't think my attitudes changed at all. Um, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's still about, and I think what's really served me well over the past few years as I've gotten these chances um, that I didn't know were maybe going to come was to try best I can. And obviously this is much easier said than done, but to try to just simply focus on every day when I get here to facility, every day when I get out to practice, how can I improve myself and how can I be the best quarterback I can be for this team in whatever capacity that might be. And so I think um, that's really served me well is just to try and focus on those, those two things. And uh, so I think, at least for right now, that's what I'm going to continue to do. Do you journal? Uh, I don't really. Why do you ask? Because you you got a hell of a book in you somewhere, <laughs> somewhere along the line. You just need to have notes ready that's to true. go back. It would be, believe me, there's a book in you, uh, and and you just need to go back and think about, okay, because I was looking at, and we got to take a break, I was just kind of making sure I had your travel log in order. Uh, and Texas and SMU, that's like two or three chapters. And then, okay, 14 with the Rams – you're drafted there. That's with Sam Bradford and Sean Hill and Austin. And we'll get into that in a minute. But if when we then go through the list of coaches and people you've had the opportunity to learn from and the lessons you've learned, and I can see the movie. I can see <laughs> who knows what the future holds. But you maybe the maybe the next to the last scene is there. You go at AT and T Stadium in front of. 30,000 Steeler fans, for crying out loud. There were a lot of Steeler fans, right? there, weren't and there? And you're throwing around your act, and you you just acting like you belong there, which I think is going to stand you in good stead. All right, we're going to take this break because someone else is going to get mad at me, and I don't have enough life left to have people <laughs> mad at me. So uh, delighted to have Garrett Gilbert and all of you with us on the Cowboys Hour. We are brought to you in part by Albertsons. When it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And by Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We're back with Garrett Gilbert on the Cowboys Hour after this.
the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek and our very special guest Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert just off the practice field. And uh, and then I'll ask you this, and then we're going deep into the Garrett Gilbert story because Mike McCarthy just said uh, a few minutes ago at his press conference that uh, Andy Dalton practiced today, which means that he is well enough after his concussion and COVID battle that he was able to practice. Uh, and so what what's your mindset now after having had that Pittsburgh game under you coming into this week? Uh, well, not to be repetitive and and or boring, but you know it's it's going to be the same. Um, I'm 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 going to go out uh, starting tomorrow, getting ready for for Minnesota, and uh, into Wednesday and Thursday on our practice days. Uh, my job and my goal is to uh, you know help this team in whatever way I can do, and then make myself. Uh, you know, into the best quarterback I can be on that given day and then do it again on the next day. So um, that's sort of uh, that's that's all I'm going to, you know, work on or uh, concern myself with. Danny, let me follow that up with one. And then, please, I know I'm, I'm stifling you over here. No, take your time. I'm the, all good. The, um, somewhere along the line, I mean, we're, we'll talk in a little bit about what you did at, at at SMU, for crying out loud, you threw for 70,000 yards. You know, you and June Jones seem to be made for each other for a while there, and at least from a football standpoint. Can you pinpoint the place where you were able to uh, make the competitor, which you still have to be to be able to go out and practice and play like you did last week after all these years, the place where you made the competitor find a way to live in harmony with, um, okay, I kind of know that Andy's going to start. It doesn't matter how well I played against Pittsburgh. If Andy's healthy, he's probably going to start against Minnesota. You know that. You've been around too much. But those two things are not – they're a little contradictory, aren't they? Uh, I mean – I mean, you have, don't you I have think, to learn to make them live together? Certainly, I think everyone, everyone in any profession, uh, as a competitor, you want to be, you want to be the guy, right? You want to be playing, um, but at the same time, um, first and foremost, I'm a part of this team, and the most important thing for all of us is winning, right? And I think you know, so when I, if I were to let the, let that. Uh, let that competitive edge take over. I, I think I'd be doing both myself a disservice and and, and certainly the team a disservice. So, um, I think there's a there's a fine line, as you said, you have to sort of mesh it right. But there's a there's a good balance that I think you can find between um, preparing yourself to play um, with a limited amount of reps um, and uh, and and finding a way to to know that or you know and understanding that that the best way to help the team or, you know, what the best way to help the team is. And so I think that's, again, that's just how I approach every day. I think it's served me well over the past few years. Um, and so I, I will continue to uh, approach the game that way. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and that's all I can, that's really all I can concern myself with. Um, if I, if I, you know, I, I can't, I can't really control any of that other stuff and none of us really can is. And so, you know, we just have to go, uh, and I think um, as a team, if we attack this, uh, if we attack this in that way, and every one of us does that, then I think we'll we'll put ourselves in good position. 
you've only been in Dallas for maybe a month, right at this point, signed you in about October. Yeah. Um, especially the week leading up to Pittsburgh in practice, you guys, you were working out with Andy Dalton before McCarthy had made his decision on who was going to start. That on top of not being here for very long, how were you able to get so comfortable with the scheme and the playbook before Pittsburgh? Well, one bonus to having been in, I don't know, you've got the the, the numbers there, but <laughs> I do. nine yeah. different offenses over the past six, seven years is, I mean, the 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 only difference really, I mean, we've got some unique stuff here for for sure, and and every every coach and every system has their little twist on things, but um, you've almost seen it all at this point. And so, the biggest thing for me is is word association. How can I relate? How can I relate what we call certain concepts here to what I've called them in the past? And then, in my mind, that's you know, this concept. Well, that was whatever, you know, ABC in, in Carolina, or that was, you know, uh, whatever we called it in Cleveland. And so those types of things, um, make the transition a little bit easier as I learn. And so, um, and then the other thing is, is, you know, this, this coaching staff, uh, take it, you know, past, past Kellen, past Nuss to Scott Tolzien and Seneca Wallace, the guys that I was sort of meeting virtually with my first week here when I wasn't even welcome in the building. Those guys did a phenomenal job. Well, don't say you weren't welcome now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not, it's not that you weren't welcome. <laughs> I was COVID didn't COVID. welcome me into the building. COVID. Yet. That's yes, that's it was correct. All yeah. COVID, yeah. Um, I know when people get the wrong. So, no, that's true. Yeah, I was going through my uh, my uh, my onboarding process yeah, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, there we go. They did a phenomenal job getting me ready, uh, getting me up to speed on certain things um, as uh, you know as I, as I first got here. You ready to go back back in time? Yeah, let's go back. Okay. You played high school football in Texas. And for anyone who's listening who's not from Texas, that is a big deal. High school football Texas high school football in Texas is incredible. It's it's almost indescribable of, of how intense it is in the stadiums and how good the players are. And you won two state championships, right? You were I did. what what we, high school were you at? Lake Travis. Okay, down in Austin. What what makes high school football so special or, or how did it prepare you right for for where you are today i think it's hard to pinpoint what makes it so great um i want to say it's it's it, it's it certainly started with all the small towns in texas right you've got um you've got all these small towns especially i, I i'm reminded of friday night lights out in out in odessa um you know tv show or uh, movie first obviously but then the tv show as well does a pretty good job painting the picture um it's football is everything to a lot of these towns and the kids and the, some of the kids in these towns grow up, um, for lack of a better words, they're, you know, they're celebrities in their town and, and, um, Friday nights that the, the town actually does shut down in certain places and everybody is at the game. Um, where, where I grew up, um, football was big, but that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, it only sort of got to be the case as, uh, we got we got good towards the end of my high school career, um, and then for how it prepared me, I just I I, I think um, the biggest thing for me would not be the you know playing specifically in Texas and how that prepared me, like the atmosphere of a Friday night. The biggest thing for me is um, the coaching that I had in, as as a youngster was like really you know I I felt I. I was very well coached as a kid. I, I had, I played for, um, 
first Jeff Dykus, who has been who's bounced around as a high school coach around the state, and then Chad Morris, who has gone on to be a head coach at big time two you know two big time college football programs after being a very successful offensive coordinator. And so, I think those guys did more to prepare me for. Um, what was next and you know what was to come than than anything and so i'm i'm real you know real thankful for that to have been able to grow up here and 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 get to play for guys like that where was chad when you played for him he uh at lake travis at lake travis yes good uh and and even before that because uh your your dad played at cal as you said he was with the bills and who was the other team he was with? he was he, he was with the Seahawks then the Bills and the Chargers how, how did you guys even get to Austin um kind of out of the blue i my my parents were looking to settle down after he got done playing and uh a good friend of my dad's just recommended they check Austin out and um good advice. i think they came down on a trip and 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 loved it um and so you know we've kind of been there ever since and, um, I mean, it was truly just out of the blue like that. Okay, so um, lots of times real good quarterbacks, in, even around Austin, don't wind up at Texas. That's that's a whole book unto itself. Uh, how did you wind up there? Well, for me, it was it – was, Texas was it. Um, when I was growing up, again, I, I, you know, as you said, my dad played at Cal, but I was too young to really – care about uh football you know and and we moved here when i'm four or five years old and uh so the first thing i knew was texas longhorns football uh my best friend growing up uh his dad actually coached at texas so i was fortunate to actually be around the program Sorry, as a real uh, his name's Cade McCrary. His dad Hardy McCrary yeah, was okay. the defensive uh, defensive line coach at Texas for okay. a long time. Very good. Sorry for the interruption. No, that's all right. So I was real fortunate to be around the program as as a real young kid. Um, you know, like uh, like I got a picture with Major Applewhite when I'm I think six seven years old, and you know he's I'm watching him play, and you know I think um, so so whenever it came time to choose a school that was it. There wasn't anyone else. Um, I, I couldn't imagine myself having gone anywhere else. And then to be able to be offered by that, I mean, it was, you know, I, I was, I committed instantly. Okay. Uh, we got to take our next break. And then we're going to, as Garrett said, it, it's probably a couple of weeks on just Texas. We don't want to <laughs> stay on all of that, but we do have to get you from Texas to SMU, and maybe we'll uh, give the abridged version. We'll give the abridged version. We got to get through that that championship game against Alabama. Um, I wish I didn't have to, but we have to do. We have to just touch on it. And on down the road, we'll go. Just delighted to have Garrett Gilbert with us on the Cowboys Hour this evening. Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Papa John's. Order Papa John's Cowboys Family Special, a large specialty pizza and a large two-topping pizza for just $24 at PapaJohns.com. Official pizza of your Dallas Cowboys. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery, area, and charges may vary. We'll be back with Garrett Gilbert on the Cowboys Hour.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham and Danny Sarek, our very special guest, Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert. We do want to remind you that next week there will be no show because we never do one of these on the Monday before Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving! How did that happen? What, do you have any accoutrements for Thanksgiving? I love Thanksgiving. I mean, but you you threatened to get a Halloween pumpkin and failed miserably at that. Did you, do you have anything for your home on Thanksgiving? No. Will there be anything in your home for Thanksgiving? Lots of food. Okay, fine. Um, we just want to give the people a picture. Um, it's Thanksgiving next week. It's really not practical to ask any player to uh, be taken up an hour of time away from from uh, preparation on that short a week. So we'll be back in uh, two weeks from tonight, and we just found out that uh, Anthony Brown will be our guest on that show uh, two weeks from tonight. Uh, but right now we're with Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert. We are... Uh, we are traipsing through the Gilbert travelogue, uh, and Danny's got him at the University of Texas now, mm-hmm. so please commence. Next step was SMU. How did that transition take place? Or why, I should say, start with? Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, I, I, sometimes you just need a fresh start, and for me, that was the case at Texas. It was just time to, time to start over, time to make a move, um, and uh, I owe... Coach Jones at SMU a lot for giving me that chance. Um, I was able to graduate from Texas and so be eligible to trans or to to play right away when I transferred. And um, I had a I had a blast playing my last two years of college for for June at SMU. And obviously we you know we threw the ball all over the place and um, it was it was really a lot of fun. Do you have any idea how many um, records you set? Game records, season records. I don't. At, at I don't. <laughs> was it a blur while it was happening? Um, it, you know, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it was. It, it got to be. It, obviously, you know, we'd love to. You'd love to win a little bit more. We were, I think, uh, seven and six my first year there, and then we ended up uh, sort of flaming out at the end of the um, at the end of my senior year and finishing five and seven. Um, but. Uh, but it was it sure was a lot of fun uh uh throwing the ball so much there and getting to getting to uh to have some fun um uh, tossing it all over the yard. You had a seven touchdown game, is that right? Yeah, we uh we, I mean uh, unfortunately a lot of times we were having to play catch up, so we were there was a lot uh, e- even more throwing going on and then you know we had how <laughs> yeah. Mummy came in for my senior year who right. was sort of the the original architect of the air raid offense, so Hal and June are um they're, you know, I think they were battling on the sideline to see who could call more passes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so that's now he's at SMU. Let's get him out of SMU. Yeah, out of SMU, you're drafted to the Rams, and they were in St. Louis. Yes. So then, I guess, wh- how validating was that when you're drafted, um, but then still on the practice squad, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Uh, was drafted there in 2014, um, and then after training camp, I got put on the practice squad. Um, it, it, I, it's uh, for two months. It's it's a very it's a very cool feeling to see your name uh, 
on ESPN on draft day. I mean, it, it's uh, certainly something I dreamt about as a kid. And so to be able to fulfill that, to uh, have that play out um, was uh, very exciting. I will say this. I was um, by Saturday afternoon, I think is when it happened. It had been such a long day of watching. Um, I didn't know if anything was going to happen. I really had no idea whether or not. And so I had, I had, I had gone in the other room and, and turned on the players championship. Cause, uh, I think Jordan Spieth was maybe a rookie that year and he was leading the players championship. And, uh, so I, you know, I went, I went and sat in the other room and started watching some golf. Um, when, uh, when the Rams and, and, and that's what I was watching when the Rams called and I was able to hustle back into the other room to see my name flash across <laughs> the screen on ESPN. So, and are you a big golfer? I love to play. Um, I, I can't say I'm very good, but I, I, I love to play. You know, I'm, uh, I, if, Every spring I start over and I build up to, uh, you know, I build up to being okay, um, a single digit handicapper sometimes in, in July. And then I don't play for four or five months. And so I start all over next January. Okay. I'm going to do this fairly quickly because I think that it's here. Garrett is to me one of the great lessons that you have for kids who are playing high school football right now, or really any sport. Uh, and that is that if you love it, uh, you obviously got some ability because you're playing in high school, you're playing in college, so you got some ability. Uh, there, There is a, a wellspring of determination that has to be in you to keep you going through – uh, what I'm about to read fairly quickly, and and I think it would be instructive for you to tell, especially kids, why you just kept hanging with it. So, sure. as Danny said, drafted sixth round draft pick in May of 14 by the Rams, uh, and then cut at the end of training camp, put on the practice squad, at, on the practice squad for like two months, and then released. And then uh, not doing anything for a couple of months, and then in December signed to New England's practice squad. Uh, that's December of '14. So you uh, experienced a Super Bowl with them, right? That was the Seattle. I did, yeah. That was the Seattle. A very one. exciting thank, Super Bowl, thank nonetheless. Thank you for not running the ball. Uh, <laughs> <No> <laughs> thanks kidding. for not running the ball, Pete. Uh, and and then in February you sign with the Patriots, sign the new contract for '15 with the Patriots. Waved in June, claimed the next day by the Lions, with the Lions in camp, and then released. And that's where you were with Kellen Moore as a player and Matthew Stafford, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was. Okay. Uh, for like a like a long weekend there okay. in Detroit. <laughs> okay. Very good. Okay. So now that you waved in at the end of at the end of training camp in 2015, uh, signed on Oakland's practice squad in September, and you were there for the entire 2015 season, right? Correct. Yes. If I if I were not reading off these years, could you tick off the years like real fast? I've gotten decent at it, so okay. I think I probably could. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the 15 season on Oakland's practice squad, uh, re-signed as a future, what they call as a future, January of 16, waived in May, signed back to the practice squad in January, it says of uh, 17, and then for one released game. for one game. Yep. Um, which is weird, Garrett. That's so weird. Well, Derek Carr got hurt, and then Matt McGloin got hurt. Um, and so Connor Cook actually ended up starting a playoff game in Houston, and they brought me back because they didn't know Matt McGloin was going to be able to go. He ended up dressing, so I stayed on the practice squad and was the third quarterback there for that weekend. But Were you with Amari? 
I was with him more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Yep. Him and I, uh, yeah, he, I was, uh, I was scout team corner. I used to lock him up oh, um, <laughs> in walkthroughs before practice. Okay. Love that. <laughs> okay. Now comes the call from Carolina that Garrett was talking about earlier, March of 17. Uh, you're with them through from March through camp, waived, then signed to their practice squad, actually activated in October. Um, and then in 18, uh, waived by Carolina, re-signed by them at the end of the year. So for most of 2018, you didn't play. For one game again there, yeah, at the end of 2018, Cam got hurt, and then Taylor Heineke got hurt in week 16, so I was the backup for the last game of the year in 18. Okay, April of 19, signed with Cleveland, uh, and you're with them all of camp until right before camp, and then waived and signed to their practice squad. Uh I actually made the team that one, so I, I was in the I was playing the AAF in early 2019. Oh right, right, right. And okay. then and then signed to Cleveland, and then 2019 I was I was we we kept three quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so I, I was I wasn't on the practice squad there until this year. Okay, right. Waived by Cleveland in September of 20. So when you made the team there in 19, after all of that, Rams, Patriots, Raiders. Panthers now you make the team do you think oh, okay things are looking up uh yeah I mean I uh I'll actually never forget uh we were sitting at brunch the day of the last preseason game with my parents and uh Freddie Kitchens had told me the night before it was the night before the the last preseason game that uh that uh he was going to keep me on the team and my wife and I had just found out we were having our first kid so I told my parents both those things at brunch the next morning and uh it was. I mean, that was. I'll. I'll never forget that. Very exciting. Um, certainly thought. Uh, I thought. Yeah. I definitely thought Cleveland was going to be home for a while. You just have to figure out who's playing you in the movie, Garrett, because that's, <laughs> I can see that scene. That's a phenomenal. scene. Not too bad. No, I no. know. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And then the. And then you were on the Browns practice squad at the beginning of this year, and the Cowboys signed you off the practice squad. That's correct. Yep, you nailed it. Um, well, I didn't nail it. I read it. I mean, I can't remember all that. <laughs> but it's your life. But you, but you lived it. And so I would love to have you say just a word to kids who are having a tough time getting through their high school season or their college season uh, about where you found the inspiration to keep going through all that. Um. I'll be honest. A lot of it was so. As as I mentioned earlier, you know, there was never there was never really uh, like where my belief in myself left. Um, but I certainly didn't know if I was ever going to get another chance. Um, that being said, you know, I uh, had a great group of receivers when I was coaching at SMU, and I'd sort of keep them out after practice just to get a few throws, just to stay ready, just in case. Um, Cortland Sutton, Cort- Cortland Sutton being one of them, who's Not now bad. obviously Trey Quinn, another one um, who's, who's a, a you know a great great player for the uh, or, or was for the Washington um, formerly Redskins, um, and then. Um, uh, I think the other thing was my family. Um, you know, my my my, uh, my parents um, and and my wife especially. Just uh, they uh, they've been incredible through all this. You know, I, I even even going back to transferring from Texas. You know, I, I again it was as I said it was time for a fresh start. But my uh, my parents, you know, really helped me through that because it's you know it's not easy to to go to your dream school and have things not, not work out. Um, and so 
Um, I got to give a lot of credit to them, um, or really all the credit to them. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing is if it's something, if, you know, if, 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 if this is your dream, if whatever field it is, regard, you know, it doesn't have to be football. It doesn't even have to be sports, but you know, and, and if you, if you keep after it and keep believing in yourself, I mean, ultimately it just boils down to just don't, don't give up. Um, because, uh, you know, you never know when your break's going to happen. And I think I, I think I had been waiting and waiting and waiting for this opportunity to play last Sunday. Um, and you know, to be honest, you know, as I said, I didn't know if it was ever going to come because I had, I have spent so much time out of football, but to, to have that, uh, finally come to fruition, um, it's pretty surreal. And so, uh, go ahead. No, 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 go finish. Sorry. No, I mean, I just, it's, uh, I think, I think that's the biggest thing that I would say is, is, well, two things really, you know, I'm very fortunate to have my family, um, my wife and, uh, and, and, and my parents really to sort of, uh, keep me positive, uh, during things. And then secondly is just under, you know, never giving up because the journey's never over. And now I have to ask Danny to persevere for the next question through one more break. <laughs> no. I should not have cut you off. I'm what? so no, sorry. No, you did not. I was going to cut her off Don't if you worry. didn't, so thank you. I'll get you next, next okay. segment. Yep, which is coming right up. We are, <laughs> Write that one down because uh, I think it was going to be a good one. We are on the Cowboys Hour with Garrett Gilbert. The Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is brought to you in part by Omni Hotels and Resorts. This fall, do more than just stay apart. Stay a part of the game and stay a part of the Cowboys. Experience football season at Omni Frisco Hotel, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys and enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer. Back with Garrett Gilbert on the Cowboys Hour right after this.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Back on the Cowboys Hour, Brad Sham, Danny Sorak, and our very special guest, Cowboys quarterback Garrett Gilbert. Uh, and uh, so, one other thing that I want to that that I really was kind of inspired by uh, from you discussing at your press conference last week before the Pittsburgh game two weeks ago, that really struck a note with me, which was all of those stops in the NFL. <clears throat> and obviously, you're around Tom Brady, and you're around Matthew Stafford, and you're around Sam Bradford, and but you were also Derek Carr, Cam Newton. But the thing that really struck me, Garrett, was what you said about being around guys like uh, Sean Hill and Derek Anderson and guys who have learned how to be backup quarterbacks in the NFL and turn that into really long careers. What did you learn from those guys? I mean, I think it's an invaluable skill. Um, and, and all those guys, obviously, what they have in common on paper is is that you know they, they stuck around the NFL for 13, 14 years. And that's really hard to do as has been, you know, evidenced by, uh, uh, for a long, long time. Um, my dad was sort of in the same boat. So growing up, I, I had an, an idea of that, but to be able to see it up close and personal, just the way that they approach the game of football, um, the way that they approach walkthroughs, the way that they approach, uh, their scout team reps, the way that they approach standing behind whenever the, you know, the starting quarterbacks taking reps, it's, um, it's really admirable. Um, and so as a young guy, when I got to the NFL and I didn't know what to expect, um, those were the guys that I sort of clung to because I was standing back behind with them. So how do you go about watching film on a Monday and Tuesday before the practice week starts? You know, how do you go about, um, you know, getting throws because you don't get a ton of those things, you know, you pull guys aside or, you know, what do you do during the course of the week to make those things count? Because, um, obviously priority number one is to get the starting quarterback ready. Um, so I really, uh, was always, uh, in, you know, at least, you know, certainly as a young guy, I was sort of in awe about how those guys got themselves ready because you don't, you know, I think one thing I tell people that, um, sort of surprises them, um, at least, you know, friends of mine are, is how, you know, the backup doesn't get any reps, you know, it, by and large, it's it, all the reps, you know, in terms of getting ready for the game, go to the starter. So um, watching, as you mentioned, Sean Hill, Dan Orlovsky, um, Derek, you know, Derek Anderson, and, and then Drew Stanton in Cleveland last year, watching them prepare um, was, uh, was really, um, you know, something that I felt like I could adapt myself and get myself and, 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 you know, and, and find a way to sort of, uh, you know, I had, you know, those guys sort of took me under their wing and so I could watch them prepare and get ready to go play. And I think that was, that's something that's been really great for me to use. And I've picked up little things from all of them. Obviously you mentioned the starters certainly learned a lot from those guys too, but, um, you know, the way Tom Brady prepares for a game and, 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 but the way those starters prepare are often different from the way that, the way that, you know, guys like those other guys that I mentioned get to prepare during the course of the week. You were talking about your long journey to get to this point and jumping from team to team and, and the break from the NFL. And you were saying that what kept you going and confident was not just understanding your ability, but also the support from your family. And so after you got your start, your first NFL start against Pittsburgh, what was the message from your parents and from your wife to you? Um, well, first of all, they, you know, they, like me, they were, uh, 
pissed that we didn't win. Um, you know, but they were very, I think, I think proud was probably the best word for it. Um, because, you know, as I said, they, they've got, you know, as much to do with me still being here and still having the opportunity to play football as I do. Um, and so if, you know, if not more, um, and so I think it was, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool moment, especially to, you know, be able to go, go out after the game and, and hug my wife and my mom and, um, and, and see my family. Um, I think, I think proud is probably just the best way to, best way to describe it. So here's a personal question that, um, is absolutely none of our business, but uh, do you with all so six years, six years, but not not six years in the NFL from the spring of 2014. Do you have enough service time to be vested yet? Uh, I actually do now, um, thanks to being here in Dallas. Um, that got me my 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 third year to get uh, vested, and uh, so for by the way, excuse me for anybody who doesn't know what that means. That means. That means vested is for a pension and health care in uh, in the NFL going forward. That's a pretty big deal. Absolutely, that was uh, that was. I mean, you know, obviously, take 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 all the fact that I was super excited to come here and and you know be a part of this team, and um, that was uh, a nice little uh, byproduct of that or uh, added bonus um, to be able to uh, to come here and and, and earn that third year. So uh, we we normally love to uh, uh, help fans get to know a guy better by asking him um, what what he likes to do with his idle time. But uh, you've got a an infant; you don't have any idle time. No, I uh, <laughs> I took uh, I took my daughter out golfing one time during uh, the beginnings of of, uh, of quarantine. But other than other Wait, than playing golf, she? and uh, she was. She's seven months now. What was she? Your caddy? She well, she she was she was my only fan. She didn't care if I had a bad shot hey, either. A gallery's a gallery. That's right. Um, I love to golf. Uh, I love to be on. When I was back home, I love to be on the lake. I haven't gotten to do that too much lately. But uh, yeah, you're right. Most of my time is spent uh, chasing chasing her around the house. So. Do you, I think I know the answer to this, but do you allow yourself to think past this year? Not right now. I mean, you know, there, there are times when, yeah, my mind, you know, my mind will wander a little bit and wonder what's next. But, uh, but, but right now, um, you know, again, it, to repeat myself once again, you know, I, every day is, every day is it, for me. I think, and I, I, I really true do I really do truly believe this. I think my, my future will be best served if I continually focus on improving myself every day here. And um, so the way I take care of my future is by by putting my best product on the field every single day at practice. And so if I say to you, I'll tell you what you did two weeks ago is that you you cemented uh, the belief in everyone's mind that you're a, you're at the very least you're a backup quarterback in the NFL. You're going to have a double digit year career. If I say that to you, do you say ah? Don't go away. Don't talk <laughs> no, to me right now. That's uh, I mean that's great to hear. Um, and uh, and and certainly. Yeah, every once in a while, my mind will wander there and wonder what what's going to be next, what happens. But uh, but again, yeah, I, I try to I try not to focus on on that um, as much as possible. All right, have you met Prescott yet? He, uh, you know, when he comes in for treatment, I, I, he's been 
he uh, he he sent me a, a really nice text uh, before before the game on Sunday, um, and I've gotten to to basically say what's up to him a few times whenever he's been in for for his treatment and whatnot. All right, get to know him. I think you're going to be around him for a little while. <laughs> Garrett, thank you for the time. It's just great for people to get an opportunity to get to know you, and it was really fun watching you against Pittsburgh. Who knows what's coming up? Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. That's Garrett Gilbert. For Danny, I'm Brad. We're off next week. See you in two weeks with Anthony Brown on the Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!